Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Three, two, one. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundberg to Hall a bonus episode of the NASCAR podcast. Dale so it's crazy. Um, Kirk Herbstreit is on the phone. Really planning on doing yeah. the show again until Friday. We. The thought process yeah. was kind of pretty straightforward. It was, you know what? Let's take a couple days after the natty. Let's see what ends up happening. Let's kind of digest all that is going on in the world of college football right now college basketball you know I started watching a couple you know just some extra games on I guess it was Tuesday or Wednesday night figured Wednesday'd be a nice little day uh for your boy Torres relax we'd come back with a Friday episode bring it up because that was not the plan uh as what was it about what let's do some math here about 5 15 5 10 eastern time Chris Lowe ESPN tweets out that Nick Saban is retiring. And so I think like a lot of you, I think I did the double take, the triple take, the quadruple ch- take, checked in with Drew, who runs our tours on Bama accounts, and don't tweet anything yet. This could be fake. And then you see Schefter weighing in, you see Ross Dellinger weighing in, you see everybody weighing in. And so we have no choice but to go live here and react to this news of the day. It is nothing short of a stunner. There is nothing else to add other than this is something that I think we all knew was coming in some way, shape, or form someday. Don't think we thought it was going to be today, just a few days after the Rose Bowl. So I just threw some thoughts together, going to do my best to dive in. I cannot promise that I am not going to miss some stuff along the way, so be patient. Obviously, if you have any questions, I will get to them at the end of the show. We'll talk candidates. We'll do whatever. But let's not waste any more time. Uh, I don't think you need me to tell you what the topic of the day here is at, what is it, 6 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, January 10th, as the GOAT, the legend, Nick Saban has retired. And so when I see this piece of news, Nick Saban retired as Alabama head coach. You want to be blunt? You want to know the first thing that I thought when I saw this? And I think a lot of you probably felt the same way. Now, I know maybe an Auburn fan didn't feel this way. Maybe a Tennessee fan didn't feel this way. Maybe an LSU fan didn't feel this way. I was sad, man, because listen, we're going to talk about the, the records and the national championships and the NFL draft picks and the legacies and the whatever. But to me, Nick Saban, I was thinking about this knowing we were going to come live here. Nick Saban, to me, is about so much more than just being a college football coach and winning games in college football. 
to me, he was kind of like, like he was like the godfather, right? I mean, you look at the way other coaches talk about him. Wink, wink. Yeah, I'm talking about Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I'm talking about Kirby Smart. We'll get into that momentarily. But like when he, he was so much more than college football. He was like the, the North Star of college football, if you will. He was the guy that when the other coaches needed answers on questions, they went to. You know, I I, I don't want to say specifically, but I have a good friend who is a major Power 5 head coach who never coached under Nick Saban. And he's like, yeah, when something's going on, when I need a new thought on this or how are you handling that or the transfer portal or what do you do? Nick Saban is the first guy that I call. And so more than anything, I'm sad because it just felt like Yes, we all knew at some point we were going to see Alabama run out of the tunnel without with somebody other than Nick Saban. Yet here we are, he is gone, and it just it's an overwhelming sense of sadness. Now, obviously, uh, as I'm recording here, we have not gotten anything official from Alabama yet. Uh, like so many of you, yes, I definitely waited a minute or two, you know, to, to make sure that we weren't going to get any press conference or media availability, and we still may at some point. But I just bring this up to very simply say, um, you know, this was something that like when it happened, I keep waiting for an answer. I keep waiting to see what's going on. But I think more than anything, my first emotion is just overall sadness. Like this guy, again, when it felt like college football and we all love college football, right? But when something crazy was going on off the field and you knew it was to the detriment of the sport, realignment. NIL, and I know NIL is not a, not a detriment to the sport, but it was a little chaotic how it all came in, right? Uh, NIL, transfer portal, whatever. It's like the, the second that that happened, what does Nick Saban have to say about this? How What is his reaction? Is this good? Is it bad? And I know he got a lot of crap for every time he spoke out, oh, he's just mad because it doesn't give him a competitive advantage. He actually, basically every single iteration of college football over the last 15 years since he got back to Bama he has been able to figure out. So it's never been about anything other than what's best for college football. And so that's why it's sad because I always felt like at the end of the day, he was a guy that had college football's best interests at heart every time he spoke on a subject. Now, in terms of why, because that's the, that's the first question, right? Because this is a guy, listen, it's funny. I was talking to producer Matt about this this morning. Remember, like it was last summer that a recruit was kind of asked about, hey, would you want to play for him? Would you not want to play for him? What are your thoughts? What would be your concerns? Um, and 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 the, the recruit basically said, Coach Saban told me that uh, he's going to croak on the sidelines, that he's not going anywhere, that he's not going to retire. And so I think the logical next question becomes, why now? Why this second? Why this moment in time? And what I would say is, when I look at that, this, what I really truly believe in my heart of hearts is that probably realistically, I just think he knows it's time, right? And, and we talked about this a little bit with Jim Harbaugh the other night. The fact that, you know, listen, with, with Harbaugh, maybe this just is the perfect time for Jim Harbaugh to exit college football. Big Ten's getting tougher. He won a national championship. There are some legitimate NFL jobs that could be of interest to him. And so when Jim Harbaugh decides, whatever Jim Harbaugh decides, it's like, it feels like, okay, if he decides to leave, now is a time that ultimately makes sense in terms of why you would want to leave now. And for Nick Saban, I think it's kind of the same thing. We'll get quotes from him. By the time you listen to this, who knows who's to say what his actual reasoning is. But when I look at Nick Saban, I do wonder, is it just time to step away? And is the sport changing so much, so rapidly? We talked about it in the post-game national championship reaction. Is it just one of those things where it is time 
right now to say goodbye. And when I see see his retirement, what I think of is actually, you know who I think of actually, believe it or not? It's Coach K. Now, it doesn't sound like we're going to get the uh, retirement tour, thank God, with Nick Saban. But when Coach K retired, right, everyone said, oh, you know, he doesn't want to deal with NIL. And he's been getting away for years with not being able to pay players. And now the players get paid. And of course he leaves. And I remember John Shire kind of being asked about the whole situation. And John Shire basically said, Coach K is not scared of NIL. Coach K has been a proponent. He's been an advocate of NIL for years. And so when John Shire spoke about Coach K, what John Shire said was ultimately like, it's not about that. What it's really about is, listen, Coach K is a planner, an organizer. You know, he was a military guy. And if he's going to do NIL, he wants to do it right. What's the plan for the next six months? What's the plan for the next two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years? And so with Nick Saban, I thought of that today when I found out that he was retiring. Not that he's, uh, you know, not that he's uh, scared because Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the Big 12. Not that he's nervous because players are getting paid. But I just thought, like, the SEC is going to look a lot different. College football is going to look different next year. And frankly, it's probably going to look way different three years from now than it does right now. And so, uh, assuming this retirement sticks, assuming it's not Tom Brady uh, 1.0, not 2.0 when he actually did retire, um, I think this is what this is really about. Is like, Nick Saban survived in the NIL era and thrived early on winning an SEC title, signed a number one recruiting class last year. He has handled the portal. But as we go to the next iteration of college football, as we go to a tougher SEC, as we get away from divisions, as you now you're playing Georgia every other year, Texas every other year, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU every single year, it's just like, do you want to do this? Do you want to figure out what the plan is for a 12-team playoff, how to recruit, how to prepare, how to game plan, how to this, how to that? And so when I sit back, that's what I think it is. Not that he's scared. Just that, hey, do I want to spend the mental energy to figure out what college football is going to be eight months from now, let alone 18 months from now, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now? Do I want to figure out how we're preparing a team with two weeks after the SEC championship game as opposed to a month? Like These are things that I think a guy like Nick Saban, who every minute of his life has been defined, I think that's what this comes down to. And so to me, that's probably why he retired. And I think the, the obvious next question is, you know, just, just talking for a moment about his legacy and then obviously what, what's going to happen next for, for Alabama. So in terms of the legacy, listen, it goes without saying, man, this guy is the GOAT. He's the godfather. Like I said, he's just a guy that like he wasn't, he was so much more than just a college football coach, right? Like even again, to go back to Coach K, college basketball, it's a different world. It's a different era we, you know, but even throughout all of it, Coach K withstood kind of the test of time in multiple eras, reinvented himself. I think it's the same for Nick Saban. You think about Nick Saban and everything that he has done here over the last couple of years. First of all, I think that is his greatest gift is that he did it time after time after time in different eras. Like the funny part about the conversation about, you know, oh, you know, he's just afraid of the transfer portal of NIL. You know what the truth is? Every rule that has been put into place over like the last, what, 15 years has been put in place to slow him down. Every single one. Remember the offensive rule changes and he said, is this what we want college football to be? And then he figured it out. He hired Lane Kiffin and he was awesome. Uh, the transfer portal. Oh, all of a sudden he goes, gets Jameson Williams. He gets, uh, 
whoever, uh, you know, Henry Toto, I can't remember all of their transfers. Jameer Gibbs, he turned out pretty good, I'd say, as he's getting ready to play in the playoffs this, this week. Uh, the one-time transfer, NIL. Remember, Nick Saban in May of 2022 was screaming about Jimbo Fisher. In December of 2022, he signed the number one class in college football. So NIL, supposed to flatten the playing field, supposed to slow things down. He ends up uh, figuring it out and being as good as it as anybody. And so when I think about him, one, I do think that's his greatest gift, is the idea that this was a guy that figured out every iteration of college football at all times, at every moment, was always able to kind of figure out what the next step is, what's next for his program, and how to not only, not only what the next step is, but thrive. Like I said, the offensive rule changes designed to slow him down. We'll hire Lane Kiffin. NIL isn't really working right now. He thinks Texas A&M is doing something. Let's go do this. And so to me, that was his greatest gift. Now, in terms of the bigger picture, listen, we get hyperbolic in sports all the time. And listen, you know me. Torres is as guilty as anybody of uh, <laughs> of getting hyperbolic. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube or on Twitter, make sure to drop some questions. I'll answer some questions at the end. But I bring it up because, listen, we all tend to get hyperbolic, but at the same time, what Nick Saban did, I don't believe will ever happen again in the history of college football. Took over in 2008, was it? 2007? By 2008, he has number one team in the country. I believe up until this year, his team was ranked number one every single season of his tenure at some point. And obviously, the rest speaks for itself. Six national championships. Uh, you know, the, the stat that everybody threw out. This class that just left as juniors, that left after three years, is the first class to play for Alabama under Nick Saban that played three years for him that did not win a national championship. I just think as the sport is changing, as it's evolving, as it's getting, uh, you know, recruiting is national, the portal is opening things. I don't think we're going to see anybody win six titles over whatever, a 14-year span, 15-year span like he did. Uh, the, the rest of the stats are unbelievable. I mean, even if you just go to the Wikipedia page, I know Wikipedia, like, like just reading off a Wikipedia page is stupid sometimes, but just listen, just listen to what Nick Saban's resume is. Just listen to this. Okay. So starting in 2009 at Alabama, so year one struggles, they lose to UL Monroe. You probably heard about it. year two. They go 12 and two year three, 14 and 0. 10 and 3, 12 and 1, 13 and 1, 11 and 1, 12 and 2, 14 and 1, 14 and 1, 13 and 1, 14 and 1, 11 and 2, 13 and 0, 13 and 2, 11 and 2, 12 and 2. I feel like Ace Ventura, you know, when he has to stop and catch his breath, that is unbelievable. How about this? Ole Miss, and listen, Ole Miss, I understand historically is just not Alabama. Ole Miss just completed their first 11 win season in school history this year. Let's take a quick look here. Nick Saban's last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 seasons all had 11-plus wins, including this one. And so he's going out on top. What he has done will never be replicated. And my last real thought before we get to some candidates, I think the bigger picture, I hate to say it because I'm going to miss the guy so freaking much. And, and he'll be around. He'll do TV. He'll be in Affleck commercials with Coach Prime. But like the thing that I'm going to miss the most about Nick Saban is also something that I do think ultimately could potentially help college football is I do think with Alabama gone, I think it kind of opens things up. Like I said, we're not going to get, I don't believe ever in the new era 
an eight, nine, 10 year run like Alabama has seen. And so that's what makes him the GOAT. That's what makes it different. But also with college football, I think we're going to get a lot of what we saw this year. Michigan and Washington, not necessarily, a, you know, neither really emerged. Washington won 11 games last year. Michigan, of course, made the playoff. But I don't think it's going to be Bama, Bama, you know, Bama versus Clemson, Bama versus Clemson, Bama versus Ohio State, Bama. Like, I think we're going to get more because the talent is spreading. And then you add that extra layer to the college football playoff. I think we're going to get any given year, a Texas emerge, a Georgia obviously is not going anywhere. Uh, an Ohio state is going to have their year. Michigan's going to have their year. Like, I think it's going to be a much more balanced playing field. And for the health of college football, I do wonder if it's going to be better for everybody else. Um, you know, to not have Nick Saban there, but this is a sad day, man. Like that's my biggest takeaway. This is a very sad day for college football. I cannot believe that we are at this moment where Nick Saban is about to retire. Before we get to, by the way, uh, you, you know, some thoughts, uh, do want on the next guy, uh, reminder, we are live on YouTube. We'll answer some of your questions at the end, drop them in producer, Matt, uh, who is an Auburn fan. So we'll have to talk to him a little bit. Uh, he will share his thoughts, but he'll, he'll get some of the best questions out there. If there are any appreciate everybody tuning in. This is obviously going to be available on podcast as well. You know, my, my, my last kind of big picture thought is like, I think we got to start talking about who's next, right? Like, I think this is part of the conversation. And the one thing I will say, and, and this is something that I was just dead, you know, I'm just going to say it, earmuffs children. I was just dead ass wrong about. What did I say a minute ago about Nick Saban? I said, he's a planner. He's a thinker. And my thought was when he retires and maybe this pops up, maybe something comes out in the next day or so. But I figured he'd have a blueprint in place, a plan in place, and he would have the next guy knowing that that guy would say yes, and maybe that ends up happening. But as we look ahead, let's start talking about candidates. That might be the single biggest surprise to me. You listen to Pete Thamel. You listen to some of the other guys. It doesn't appear as though there is X person that is in position to take the job right now today. And so it becomes a very interesting thing of, of, of multifold. I think every single elite coach is absolutely in the conversation for who is next at Alabama. But I think the opposite is probably true as well. If you got a good job and you're making eight, nine, 10, 11 million dollars a year, do you want anything to do with the Bama job to follow Nick Saban? Because I am not sure that I would. Now, maybe somebody's braver than I am. But, uh, you know, listen, I, I don't think there's any doubt that that is not a guy that I would want to be following. But that also also is ultimately a legacy. One, you should, in theory, inherit a pretty talented roster. But the questions become, you know, <laughs> you have a pretty high standard to live up to. So in terms of candidates, listen, I'll say this. I think everybody in college football outside of maybe Kirby Smart is on the board. Um, my first call personally is different than what I think the first. Uh, uh, listen, Lane Kiffin seems to be the guy. And we've talked about this on the show before. We've done these kind of you know, half segments of who's next, what's going to happen, blah, 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 this and that. But I bring it up because to me, it feels like Lane Kiffin is the one guy. You talk to Bama people, they'll tell you. And I hung out with them at the Rose Bowl for a week in, in, in Pasadena and Southern California. Lane Kiffin seems to be the one guy that it feels like not only could be a candidate, it feels like he would embrace and wants the opportunity to replace Nick Saban as head coach. Now, you know, he's never said that publicly because he don't talk about the GOAT like that, but it seems clear to me 
that that is a guy that would embrace that challenge, that wouldn't run from that challenge. I guess the question is this. I mean, you think about what Lane Kiffin has done this offseason. He's got Jackson Dart coming back. He's brought in all these portal kids. And I think this is interesting, right? I remember talking about this. this is a very abstract example. But I remember when Bob Huggins got fired over the summer. Certainly a different circumstance. But I remember West Virginia was like, we want to do a national search. And I said, nobody's going to leave a job in the middle of the summer after they had a bunch of kids commit to them and they promised they, that it, they would stay, blah, 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 blah. And so I bring it up because if you're Lane Kiffin, you just built maybe the most impressive roster in Ole Miss history. Your program is going to have as much excitement as at any time in program history. Are you really going to leave that? Now, if he wants to leave, I don't think there's any doubt he probably should be the top guy. One, I think he would largely keep the infrastructure in place. Probably knows a lot of people in that building, knows that how, how things work, how things operate, what the process is. He's talked about Nick Saban changing his life. And so because of it, I do think that Lane Kiffin would be a logical guy. By the way, for people to say, oh, Lane Kiffin, he's overrated. Here's the bottom line. I just said it. Ole Miss, how about this? Had never won 10 regular season games before Lane Kiffin became the head coach of Ole Miss. Not in their history of their program. Not when Archie Manning was there. Not when Hugh Freeze was the head coach. Never won 10 games. Lane Kiffin has done it twice in three years. I was holding up three fingers, but you know what I'm saying. Twice in three years. That is incredible. He's done an unbelievable job with that. You add the resources, the availability, everything in Alabama. I think he'd crush. The other guy, this is the guy that I would probably call first. I'd probably call Dan Lanning. And it sounds crazy. And I, everybody who's not an Oregon person is like, you know, uh, uh, you know, he hasn't won anything and he can't beat Washington and blah, blah, blah. It's like, here's about mine. First of all, he's like 34 years old. 30, I think he's like 36 going on 37, to be honest. So in theory, he could be on this job for another 20, 25 years. Now, Kiffin's like 45, so it's not like he's old. But when I talk about Dan Lanning, when I talk about people who know him, and I've talked about this on the Aaron Torres pod time and time and time again, even people that covered Mario Cristobal when he was at Oregon, that worked for Mario Cristobal when he was at Oregon, you know what they say? They say we have never met anybody as detailed and as organized as Dan Lanning. Like basically, as great of a recruiter as Mario Cristobal is, Dan Lanning got here and brought it to a whole nother level. And this is what, when you talk to people who cover Oregon, this is what they say. They say, he's got a plan for this recruiting class, for the next recruiting class, for the portal, for NIL, for junior college, for, you know, just look at, how about this as an example? He signed two quarterbacks out of the portal this year. He signed Dylan Gabriel and he signed Dante Moore. And I know everyone's gonna say, oh, they just have NIL. Well, I'm sure part of it is NIL. But they convinced a guy that could have started somewhere else to come learn the system and be the guy going into 2025. So not even this year, but next year. That is impressive. And that is a guy that has a 360 degree view on everything. So that's the guy that I would call. I don't know if Bama fans would be interested. The other name that I, I think you'd be silly not to call is Kalen DeBoer. And we'll, we'll get to Dabo because Dabo is obviously going to be in the mix as well. But Kalen DeBoer, let me say this, and I've talked about this before. You know this guy coached at the NAIA level years before he ever got the Washington job. Coached at a, a school called Sioux Falls, which I believe is like a Baptist school. Here is his record in five years at the NAIA level. 11-2, 14 14-0, 13-1, 14-0, 15-0. I don't care what level it is. You go 67-3, 
you got a blueprint, you got a game plan. I think the thing that's impressive about winning at that level, he didn't even have full-time assistant coaches. Like, I think I read a story. He had like one full-time assistant at, at that NAI level. Takes him 10 more years to get a head coaching job. Year two at Fresno State goes nine and three. First year was a COVID year. And then Washington 11 and two, and then 14 and one this year. He's a guy, he, he isn't under contract for very much money, which is the interesting part. Washington has clearly been working on some kind of extension for him. Um, and then from there, uh, the other thing with him is that like the offense would be good, knows how to run a program. The only question I would have, I just don't think we know much about him. Now, I think he can sustain it. But when again, when you're the head coach at Alabama, it's more than just being the head coach. It's about you know being a statesman, being a representative. You know, uh, you're you're bigger than life, basically. And I don't I don't want to say he's not ready for it because I think he'd be good. But I do think that would be kind of a conversation and 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 something that we just don't know much about him. We don't know what he's like in the media. We don't know what he's like in the community in Washington. Um, you know, he can kind of hide, right? Like, like that's a pro sports town. Ironically, the Seattle Seahawks are looking for a head coach too. Maybe we bring back Pete Carroll. I'm just saying, probably won't happen. But I bring it up because uh, Kayla DeBoer is an interesting name. Listen, we got to talk about Dabo. I'll say this about Dabo. Um, I don't get the sense that Alabama fans really want Dabo. Now, three years ago when he was winning natties, they, they, they did. But this is a guy, his program has gone in the wrong direction the last couple of years. This is a guy that obviously, look, you know, he's still young enough. He's in his early to mid fifties where he could do it for another 10 years, but just look at his track record post Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence leaves after the COVID season, 10 and three. Okay. 11 and three, you win the ACC nine and four this year. And we know he's stubborn and we know he doesn't embrace the portal and we're trying to figure out what's next. And I just don't know that Alabama fans really want him. By the way, I'll give you one wild card that I don't think is going to happen. But being around Alabama people, they mentioned him to me last week. There's a guy coaching in the NFL playoffs this year that I think, no, I don't think, he has Alabama ties that I think if it was about three years from now, Alabama would want, and I think he might be interested. Guys by the name of D'Amico Ryans. And D'Amico Ryans is obviously, it goes without saying, that guy is a rock star. Players love him. He's got a plan. Uh, he runs the defense. The offense is humming. Um, but I don't know. I mean, even if the, the Texans lose this weekend, he's at the beginning of his coaching career. He has his franchise quarterback. It's something that every single person in coaching circles strives for. Just can't imagine that he's going to leave the Houston Texans. So th those are the guys I, I would call Lane Kiffin first. I would call Dan Lanning first, to be honest. But I think Lane Kiffin is probably the first call. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is so interesting to me just because we don't know a ton about him. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is one. Dabo is one. But again, it goes to what I said a minute ago. It feels like just about every coach in college football would be at least a candidate, would at least take your phone call. Maybe Kirby Smart won it. Maybe Brian Kelly's a little bit too old. But even like Sark, I don't think Sark would leave Texas, but he'd probably take your call out of respect to Nick Saban. But are you going to leave one of those premier jobs? That, to me, is the interesting part. But this will be a fascinating coaching search. I cannot believe that we are doing this. So... Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. 
Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, I do want to take a few questions now. Uh, Producer Matt, can you pull up a few questions specifically or comments or anything? And I'll react to them. I know uh, some people are commenting on YouTube. Some people are commenting on Twitter. We appreciate everybody tuning in, by the way. This is what Will H said. I think the NHL landscape has changed the old way of recruiting. There's no way he can build the same kind of roster with the money is going these days. So I think there's absolutely something to that. Um, and will, I appreciate the comment. And, and I do think from the NIL perspective, but, but here's the thing, everybody is essentially playing on the same playing field. Yes, everybody has money, but everybody has money and Alabama. Listen, the one thing I respect the hell out of Alabama, they're not going to be left behind in anything. And Nick Saban didn't let them get left behind in anything. So does Texas in theory have a little bit more money? Probably does Texas A&M maybe do other schools? Sure. But at the same time, Alabama fans will not let Alabama fall behind. And so I just, I I don't think to me, I think the NIL is part of it, but I do think that the ability to build a roster, I was thinking about this even with Harbaugh, is the ability to build a roster, big picture, long-term. I do think there's something to that, like the depth that you need. Listen, even Alabama, even Georgia, I think Georgia lost like 21 players to the portal this offseason. That is a quarter of the roster. That is absolutely insane. And so when I think about Alabama and Nick Saban, I do think there is probably something to the fact that like can't build a roster like he used to, you know, guys just come, guys just go. It's not the same sport. I don't really blame him for leaving. Excuse me, Matt. We have any other questions? See a few coming in here. See a few coming in. Uh, Mike says Dan Lanning, number one, Kalen DeBoer, two, Dabo Sweeney, Elaine Kiffin, three, Dabo Sweeney, four. Those are the guys. I mean, listen, those are the guys. And then if they say no, you figure it out. And here's the other thing, too, that I don't think people realize. Um, you know, Lane, uh, uh, 
Nick Saban is a God. Okay. And like I said, to lead the show, I appreciate everybody jumping in here. Uh, after we started, I know a lot of people are coming in right now. You can catch the replay. We'll, we'll put out a bunch of clips, all that good stuff, but I bring it up because one thing that I don't think people realize is that like when you work for a legendary guy that has, you know, Nick Saban's like a God. I mean, I don't think it's, it's hyperbole to say that if he calls you and he says, you're taking the job. You know, what What was the the Bear Bryant quote? He said, you know, daddy got called home or, or you know, whatever. Like if he calls Lane Kiffin and says, you need to come home and, and keep this thing going. Even if Lane Kiffin doesn't want to leave, I think he would. You know, you see that uh, with some of these other college basketball jobs that have opened. Whether John Shire was ready or not, Coach K is like, you're doing it. You're going to figure it out. I'm here to help. What do you need? Jay Wright, same thing with, uh, with Kyle Neptune. You're coming home. You left a year ago. You got your head coaching experience. You're coming back to take this thing over. What other questions do we have, producer Matt? Appreciate everybody jumping in here, by the way. And I, I could probably pull up some of these questions as well. Marcus Freeman is a wild card. Hmm. That's an interesting name. What's interesting about Marcus Freeman, I'll just say this. I don't really know. Like, I usually have a pretty good feel for how fan bases feel about their coaches. Like, you know, a trying to think here off the top of my head uh you know uh texas fans love sark right now um lsu fans were probably mad at brian kelly until the last week or so i don't know how notre dame fans feel about marcus freeman nine and four in year one ten and three the following year but obviously brian kelly had you at that like 11 and 1 12 and 0 if you're not playing bama georgia or ohio state you're winning and so i think there's that perspective i think the opposite perspective for marcus freeman I do think there's a ceiling. We just talked about NIL and the portal. Like Notre Dame just doesn't feel like the kind of school. Like, yes, they will take care of, of guys like Sam Hartman, Riley Leonard. I, I know certainly we're taken care of. But like, are they going to get into bidding wars for a five-star defensive end? Like, is a Notre Dame alum going to write a check? Maybe. But I don't think it's like the same passion, the same win it all costs in a positive way. That's not a negative. In a positive way that you see at a Texas, at a Texas A&M, at a whatever and so I do wonder if that would keep Marcus Freeman at some point, if he continues to have success, go to an Ohio State, go to an SEC school where it is, what do you need? How do we take care of you? I think there's a limit at Notre Dame. See what else we got. Mark Stoops. Listen, it can't be a coaching search without Mark Stoops, baby. Um, how do I say this delicately? With a lot of Kentucky fans that listen to both the podcast and uh, the YouTube channel. Let me say this about Mark Stoops. I think there would be mutiny. I think there would be mutiny in Tuscaloosa. And you know how I know that? Because there was freaking mutiny in College Station, okay? I, I, he's a good coach. I, I think he's at, I don't know how to say this delicately. Very good coach. Uh, what he has done at Kentucky is incredible. I don't know if who he is and what he's about translates to other bigger jobs with, you know, more just players and resources and whatever. Um, and I think this year is actually kind of a weirdly important year for Mark Stoops. He's got to uh, show improvement on offense. Last year, Devin Leary struggled. They brought back Liam Cohen after they struggled the year before. So we'll see on that. What are the kind of questions we got here, Matt? We're going through the questions. If you missed anything, make sure to go back. The podcast will also be, be available on YouTube uh, uh, soon. Deion Sanderson to Alabama. That's an interesting one. Uh, I'm not really sure who Deion Sanderson is. Um, but if it's Coach Prime, listen. I don't think, how do I say this? If this was like three years 
And Coach Prime works at Colorado. And obviously, anybody who follows this channel knows that I think it's going to work. I think he's actually going to be good. I think he's another one. He's got a blueprint. He's got a plan. He's bringing in talent. I don't think you can bring him in now. And I don't think he wants to leave now because, you, you know, are you going to uproot your son and your, you know, Travis Hunter and all those guys to leave again? You know, for people who don't know much about Dion, his mom lives with him. His daughter is a player on the, the, the women's basketball team. I think Coach Prime is very happy at Colorado. We'll see what happens after his sons leave next year. I think that he's going to stay, but it'd be an interesting phone call. It'd be an interesting phone call for sure. Trying to see what other comments and questions that we have here. Other comments and questions. What else do we have? Dabo to Bama. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know what else there is to say. Listen, he's, he's Dabo's the man, but the guy doesn't want to recruit the portal. The guy does not want to recruit the portal. If he doesn't want to recruit the portal, I don't know what you're supposed to do as a Bama person, right? Like, I mean, you can't build a net. And by the way, here's the other thing that I think is important to know. We just talked about it a minute ago. Depth is going to be more important in the coming years than it has ever been at any point in college football history at a time when it is harder to build depth than it ever has been in college football history. And so the coach's job, we've said this on the show many, many times with Dabo, the coach's job, it's not whether they like the rules, don't like the rules. If the rules are in place, it is your job to do what is best for your university to win the most number of games possible. I've used this example before, but when grad transfers first started becoming a thing like six, seven years ago, Kentucky basketball had a guy named Reed Travis come in and John Calipari said in a press conference, he's like, I don't like tra grad transfers. Um, you know, you spend all this time developing a kid, or I think he didn't like transfers in general. He's like, if a kid graduates, he should be able to do what he wants. But I bring it up because he, like when the transfers became a thing, he said, I don't like it. Friends of mine, Bruiser Flint, who's now on his staff, lost a job because his two best players transferred out after he spent four years developing them. But at a certain point, he said, my obligation isn't to do what I like. It's to do what needs to be done to win basketball games at the University of Kentucky. And it's the same for Dabo Sweeney. And I don't think he fully understands. I think he understands that. I don't know that he appreciates and embraces the fact that 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 is his job to win games at the university or Clemson University. Like he wants to do it his way still. You have to hit the portal. You have to take care of NIL. If you do not do that, you are not going to win at the highest level. And we've seen it the last few years. They just went nine and four. We just mentioned Mark Stoops. Love Mark Stoops. Hey, Clemson three years ago wins by 28 points. Needed to survive to beat him. So by the way, I'm not saying Dabo won't take the job if he's offered it. I'm just saying like Dabo feels like a 2018 home run. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Barry Bonds when he's hitting 73 home runs versus Barry Bonds when he's like 41 and sort of off the juice. That's kind of what Dabo Sweeney feels like right now. So I get it. I'm not criticizing anyone who's saying it. I'm just saying I don't know if that is the right one for me. What else we got? This is great, by the way. I appreciate it. Everyone, Alabama goes back to what they were before saving. I'll say this. And by the way, I think Michigan is a great example, a great example of something that I think is relevant to both Alabama and a lot of college football programs and basketball. I've been doing this long enough to know. I've heard so many times, this program will never be great again. That program can never be great again. I heard about it with Notre Dame. 
Then Brian Kelly took over. They haven't won a national championship, but they've been very relevant for a very long time. Michigan, they'll never win. It's a, it's a warm weather sport, SEC dominated. Michigan just won a national championship. Kentucky basketball, they'll never win. Eight off for up eight, walking through that door. Like John Calipari figured it out. There is something to be said that Alabama was very great for a very long time, won a national championship post-Gene Stallings, and then it took a minute to find the guy, to find their Nick Saban. Um, I don't remember all the details now. I do remember a guy named Mike Price, though, that had the job for about a day and a half, and then he got caught somewhere he wasn't supposed to be. He ended up losing the job. So I just, I, I, I think it'll be very interesting. I, I, one thing I will say, and this goes without saying, I think even, even Alabama fans would accept this. I don't think anyone, you could hire Dabo, you could hire Lane Kiffin, nobody is going to be able to keep Alabama at the level that they've been. And I think that's kind of an interesting thing is we've seen these historical guys retire and a guy will still be really, 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 really good, but not at the standard of the previous guy. And they end up it being held against them. That's why I think Lane Kiffin is such an interesting candidate because of the fact that he is a guy that, um, you know, I think would embrace that challenge. Not that he'd be better than Saban. I'm not saying that but that he'd be embraced that challenge and that Nick's like Lane Kiffin literally knows being nine and three at Alabama when everything doesn't go wrong for you is unacceptable. So it's, it's just, it's, it's an interesting time. And I do think there's something to, I, I don't think it's, it's reasonable to expect Alabama to remain what they have been for the last 14 or 15 years. By the way, no, who's happy today. No, who's popping a bottle of champagne, Brian Kelly. Uh, Rodney says, nobody knows sports like AT, dude. I, I appreciate everybody. We've been getting some really nice comments. You know, it's funny how some of these platforms work. You get a lot of negativity when people don't like you. YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, a lot of people have been, um, have been very positive and very thoughtful and very nice. So I appreciate everybody's support. By the way, fun TikTok story. I did a TikTok today about why Pete Carroll should come back to college football at 72 years old. Hey, if Nick Saban can do it, Pete Carroll can. And then Pete Carroll is out. And of course, Nick Saban is out too. So I still can't believe we're doing this, people. I, I appreciate everybody's support. I cannot believe that, that Nick Saban retired. It is unbelievable to think about uh, to think about this. Any other questions, Matt, that are worth noting? By the way, we'll bring in Matt here to wrap the show. He is an Auburn uh, fan and alum. It's going to be an interesting conversation there. Guys, I appreciate your support. Nick Saban is out. I do, Mike says, I just see Bama hiring another Nick. I just don't see any team repeating that. Even smarter Georgia with his insane start to his career. One, so I agree with Mike. Mike basically says, I don't see Alabama hiring another Nick Saban. I don't see any team repeating that. Even Kirby Smart at Georgia with his insane start to his career. That's 100% correct. We're never seeing anything like this again. And you can hit a home run higher. And, it, and especially in the 12-team playoff year. By the way, you know what else is a very interesting thing that probably not a lot of people have taken into consideration at this moment in time? You understand that with Nick Saban stepping down, and I haven't been on social media since then, I'm sure there's some sort of press conference. His players now have 30 days to enter the transfer portal. So, I'm just saying... You better, you better be plugged into the YouTube and the, 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 the podcast because we're gonna, this could take us into mid-February through the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think that's an interesting element of this as well. All the players that are now available that weren't available uh, you know, a day or so ago. 
Um, I think a lot of them are going to stay, but man, I think a lot of them are going to go as well. I just, it's, it's so crazy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'd just like to be Greg Byrne right now. For people who don't know, Greg Byrne is the Alabama AD. Um I wonder if he knew this was coming. I, I I will be curious. I can't wait for like, what is today? January 10th as I'm recording. So I'm going to give it the over under of January 21st. I think that's Martin Luther King Day. January 21st is when The Athletic does the uh, 8,000 word. This is how it really went down piece. And I'd be curious how many people knew. Did Nick Saban know before that Rose Bowl? By the way, people get in the comments. There is no way this story is not real, right? Like there is no way, like there isn't, you know, a conflicting report or we're not quite sure or blah, 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 blah. I just, I can't believe it because, you know, like we said to start is that, uh, you know, Saban said, I'm going to coach till I croak. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm here till forever. I'm, I'm going to retire as a football coach. I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he's going to watch, uh, you know, he's going to uh, probably be, probably be on game day. I don't want to say anything inappropriate, but. There's someone that's probably a little bit overdue for retirement on game day. And maybe that's, that's the next logical step for him. I mean, he'll still be out there. It's just crazy. I'm sorry to keep saying it and we'll start to wrap here. It's crazy to think about the idea that Nick Saban won't be there. 
Matt, any last questions? And we'll get producer Matt in here to share the Auburn perspective on things. Any other interesting questions? I appreciate everybody's questions. We'll be doing these live things all the time now. Um, Jimbo to Bama, I'm seeing. That that would be eventful, to say the least. Hey, Jimbo's available. Jimbo's available. He said he wants to coach again. I actually uh, heard him do an interview with Pardon My Take. Uh, it was it was actually a very good interview. He said he wants to coach again. Jimbo Fisher, ain't, you know, he ain't going to, to play golf and, uh, and uh, work for SEC Network. I mean, he probably will work for SEC Network next year, but he wants to coach again. Before we get out of here really quick, producer Matt, you want to jump in? You got any thoughts? Mr. Auburn, do you have anything to share? Let's see. Let's get your mic going. Your mic's not working. It's okay, though. Do I have to do something? I might have to let you in here. Hmm. We're learning something new every day, baby. All right, producer. All right. That is producer Matt. You see, you see the block AU on his shirt. You see the hat. What was your so, first reaction? Besides, like, is um, this a real thing? I thought it was a joke. Like, I, I did too. Account. I was like, it's going to be a burner account that just changed their name and changed their at and changed the bio. But I looked at it and I was like, okay, that's that's real. And then I started. I just kept refreshing X, and I was like. This is this can't be real, can't be real. And then I I read the on the on three thing came up, and then I saw two four seven ESP notification, and it's kind of like uh, the best way I can for me. It's like when you wake up Christmas morning when you're like eight, <laughs> thirty presents under the tree. So, but would you say though? I I know you're an Auburn fan, and I know that in like a month you'll claim, oh, you know, Hugh Freeze pushed him into retirement. But do you like? There is a level of sadness though, right? Of like. I think for true college football fans, and even as an Auburn fan, I'll say like like we were talking, you were talking about earlier. This most likely will not be duplicated again, especially in the twelve team playoff era. It's just going to be so hard and so many great games you still have to go through. Yes, this as a college football fan, first and foremost, this is definitely still doesn't feel real, and it probably won't until, like you said, we see whoever the head coach is walk on walk into Bryant Denny Stadium during the walk of champions next year. So, but it is a sad day as college football fans, but some fans across the SEC putting that up on the side, it is a very happy day in terms of, you know, this is like, I, I tweeted the Lord of the Rings gift with <laughs> done. So it's, but as a college football fan, first and foremost, it is sad to see someone. And I actually saw a tweet, which I figured you would like this how we're talking about how college football needs structure and everything's going crazy. They said, if we're ever going to do a college football commissioner thing, yes, the time Saban always cared more about the sport than his own success. I love that. No, I love that. And it, it won't happen because nobody's smart enough to make it happen. And I don't like, this is the funny part when people say like, you need this, you need that. It's like, I don't even know how you go about doing that. Cause it would still be under like the governing body of the NCAA. Um, and there's so much bureaucracy there that it's like, I don't even know, but I'll tell you what, uh, any last questions before we get out of here, send them on in. We will have full reaction. I uh, will probably do another show on Friday as news starts to trickle out. Uh, should your Sanders tweeted Alabama players tap in. <laughs> I enjoy the Dion experience. I take it for what it is. I know a lot of people it drives crazy though, but it's like that is so 2023, uh, and that is so Coach Prime. And um, oh yeah, yeah. and mean, it, the, it'll be yeah. interesting. Like when Shador is like in the Alabama dorms this weekend, hanging out, 
because like I don't know if you saw like him and Jordan Seaton were hanging out when Jordan Seaton was like technically not signed. And I saw like every fan base was like, this has to be some no, it was it was Shador with Deion Sanders Jr., who technically works for the team. team yeah. B- before Jordan Seaton signed, and people were like, This has to be a violation. It's a dead period. You can't be so I can't wait to 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 tune into uh the well-off media uh social media channel and uh Shador's just on campus parked in the Maybach, uh, just just saying who's coming for a ride. So well, these the one people I do feel worse for than Alabama is Ole Miss fans after uh-huh. last year. You know, we had the whole Lane Kiffin thing with us. But uh I mean, after after the seasons they've had the last two years, your program's at a level that it's really never been under well, with Kiffin. And then now this is gotta I'll say, be I'll say something. Yes, and I'll say something else too. I don't think a lot of people will remember this. But when Cristobal left Oregon, the Oregon fan base had a meltdown of like, this is a stepping stone job. Because if you remember, Chip Kelly went to the NFL, then Willie Taggart went to Florida State, then Mario Cristobal went to Miami. And personally, I saw that and I was like, I I think it's just, they all basically took their dream jobs. We knew Chip Kelly wanted to go to the NFL. Willie Taggart's from, I believe, Central Florida, wanted to go back home. And Mario Cristobal's from Miami. So if you lose Dan Lanning, that would be insane. Obviously, Lane Kiffin as well. But that was the one funny thing I did see, by the way. I saw every like beat writer slash fan that I follow whose like coach would be a potential candidate being just being like, you know, if Alabama's smart, they'll call this guy. Like I saw like a Texas reporter who I, I don't think Sark would really necessarily be a candidate, but they were like, You gotta call Kalen DeBoer, you gotta call this. And it's like Oregon fans were like, you know, DeBoer would be great there. I'm like, yeah, you just don't want to, you don't want to deal with DeBoer. He's beaten you three times in a row since think, he got there. I think Texas would like double whatever band. Oh, yeah. Like if they tried to take him, Texas would do everything possible for that not to happen. Yeah. Especially after this year. I and mean, I just, that is, that is one of the few places like the, I mean, you know, Ole Miss is great. Clemson's great. Oregon's great. No disrespect to any fans listening, but Bama's different. But Bama's not different from Texas. Bama's not different from LSU, from Ohio State, from whatever. Um, so I'll tell you what, Matt. Uh, anything else to add? Because I'm I'm gonna get going here. Uh, we'll post a bunch of clips. We'll post this on the podcast feed. By the way, do me a quick favor. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, just subscribe. Do your boy Torres a favor. Do a solid. Leave a five star rating and review. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, do that as well. Um, but Matt, any 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 final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, the, the 30 days besides the, who's going to be the next coach, the whole transfer portal 30 days after the coach is gone thing is going to, it's going to be very interesting. No, no freaking doubt. No freaking doubt. So again, uh, save it. What's that? <laughs> and Ryan Williams. Yes. Ryan Williams for people who don't know is a five-star recruit who was technically waiting until February to sign. Cause it's his mom's birthday. And there had already been insinuation that maybe he'd go to Auburn or Texas or whatever, uh, so this will be interesting, but Matt, I appreciate it. I think we're going to wrap up here. You know, I feel like this is a, uh, you know, I saw somebody tweet this. I'd love to give him credit. I don't know who it was, uh, but they were like, if you wonder what it was like when bear Bryant retired as head coach of Alabama, uh, and what Twitter would have been like now, you know, so Nick Saban has retired. We will do, uh, we will do. Producer Matt, uh oh, producer Matt's got something for us. Hold on one sec. Your mic is your mic is closed. Can you hear me? Yes. Ryan Williams just decommitted from Alabama. You spoke it into existence. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Freeze five. Freeze five. I don't think uh 
I appreciate you, Matt. We'll 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 uh, we'll see what happens there. Matt just spoke into existence a decommitment from Auburn, but yeah, I don't know what else there is to say. We'll do some sort of show on Friday or Thursday night, I'm sure, because there is no doubt in my mind that we're going to get new information. Saban will speak at some point. It is surreal. Appreciate everybody tuning in on Twitter, on YouTube. If you're downloading the podcast again, first of all. By the way, make sure to subscribe to the Aaron Tour Sports Podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. We're going to be going live quite a bit here over these next couple months as we, you know, just this is the new world. You got to be ready to go. Appreciate everything. Appreciate everybody for signing in, logging in for your comments, all that good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed to YouTube, uh, TikTok, Aaron Torres Pod, also Instagram, Aaron Torres Pod, and of course, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. As I sign off when we do any uh, podcast, got to give the shout out. Shout out to Torrent Craig, Rachel, who hates my voice. That is a real person, by the way. She hates my voice. Her husband listens to this show regularly. Uh, and JJ Reddick, who's blocked me. I don't know why. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. I don't know when. I don't know what will be the new twist, but that's all for this emergency Aaron Torres pod. Appreciate everybody's support. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.